he, I mean, it, yeah, he was an, this is a guy who, yeah, a life plagued by all kinds of, you know, intensive neuroses, deep, deep psychological complexes, uh, traumas, physical, physical illness, poverty, um, just not a happy life. And that's reflected in the work. And in fact, I think it's really impressive. Now, again, the work was a lot of it was done for money which may partly explain some of the aesthetic failings of it, um, arguably, but also that he was able to produce such enduring imaginative work. Um, you know, I mean, people people like to fetishize the misery of artists, and I can tell you right now, I've never had it as bad as he did. But, you know, speaking as an artist, trying to create art, like, no, suffering and being poor does not make it easier to create good art. I mean, come on. Think about that for two seconds. You'll find out it's not true. It's just that people who are devoted to art happen to often be poor because they're not doing something more lucrative. That's the only reason that artists are often poor. Uh, and yeah, he was just a paradigmatic example. Like, really, I mean, among American writers that have an enduring oeuvre like there are very few there aren't that many who are as it as like canonical example of the the broke miss you know unfortunate uh artist as lovecraft um he's our he's he's our sort of poet in the garrett uh you know cliche and he happened to be in the great american tradition a pulp horror magazine writer <laughs> right so um you know, the original theory behind my first podcast was basically treating famous authors uh, like almost like rock and roll stars or rap stars and that they would have like beefs with each other and like the hatreds that form between uh, authors and the bad decisions they made and the alcoholism and all of that. Like I was really fascinated by all that stuff. And if I'd have done that with Lovecraft it probably wouldn't have been that interesting because he didn't seem to have a lot of uh, of uh, world-ending feuds with other authors. Like most most of what I know is him forming like long correspondences and connections with other authors, and I think that's one of the cool things about him. It's like uh, like all of the Conan books have enormous Cthulhu tie-ins. Because, you know, the author of those works asked permission and got to to use that in his world because they were good friends. Yeah. And that's something interesting about Lovecraft. Like, it's easy to joke and say, like, oh, you know, Lovecraft, weird, raging uh, guy who doesn't like to leave the house. Of course, he would have been extremely online. And yeah, he probably would have been. But uh, it, you <laughs> oh, know, yeah, I mean, this is a guy who like it, as you're just but I mean, to, to be less glib about it, it's like, yeah, I mean, he probably it probably for a lot of reasons, wasn't very easy for him to leave his house for a lot of his life. He probably wasn't going very far from home. His life probably wasn't the dynamic in like any kind of kinetic sense between, you know, poor health and neurosis and everything else. Uh, and yet, as you pointed out, he had a prolific correspondence, which I've only dipped into a little bit, but like, yeah, I mean, in spite of all of the strangenesses and the misfortunes of his life, he was still making a lot of these human connections and doing it in the closest version to being online of his time, which was to sort of like meet professional connections and correspond with them, you know, from all over the country and all over the world. And like, that's, there's something so charming about that as, as two terminally online posters, um, <laughs> you know, like, it, yes. I, it, it, as I think about this, I'm getting just sort of a warm feeling about it. Cause it's just like, yeah, I mean this, this, you know, he struggled to connect. He was clearly very afraid of everything outside of himself and probably didn't like himself very much either. Otherness in general was just this subject, not only of, of fear, but of that, you know, he built his horror, his 
his invention of arguable invention of cosmic horror sort of builds on like what is unknown, what is outside of selfhood is terrifying. And yeah. you can sort of imagine this guy in this little, you know, tiny, uh, probably unkempt little house somewhere in Providence in a row house, like sitting there being afraid of the outside world and trying to connect. And the, the sort of the friction there and the terror and the failing of it is where a lot of the uh, the work pretty clearly comes from. Hey, everyone. What you just heard is a preview of our latest exclusive episode. To hear the rest and to access our entire catalog of exclusive content, as well as our patrons-only Discord chat, become a patron at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. That's where you can support our work and make sure you get access to everything we do. Patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks.